0: What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And we are here with another exciting installment of Overthinking MTG, the unscripted, unedited show where I look at a random magic card every single day and talk about it for at least... Ten minutes. All right, so let's go ahead and scroll on down. We're on the Gatherer right now. We're gonna scroll down to the Random Card button. I'm gonna go ahead and click that View Card. Ooh, and today we got a good one. We we are looking today at Boomerang. This is actually an incident that I believe came up recently in our conversation about Temporal Adept because that card was mimicking uh, Boomerang. It leveraged a very similar effect. And the one that we're looking at specifically right now is from Seventh Edition. Now this was a common back in the day that oftentimes accompanied cards like Unsummon or Counterspell that were just staples in blue control. So let's see, what does it do? Boomerang is an instant for two blue. So blue, blue. Uh, instant return target permanent to its owner's hand. That It just returned target permanent. Doesn't have to be a non-land permanent. Doesn't have to be a creature. Doesn't have to be anything specific. Just a permanent. Anything that's on the board. You pay two. It's back up to its it, to its owner's hand. So no matter what strategy you are going up against, this card has the potential to really slow your opponent down. Like the the impact on their tempo with a card like this is huge. Because even if they haven't played any permanents they have lands. At the very least, on your turn two, you can set their mana base back a turn, and that can be devastating. And like I was saying in the Simic Growth Chamber conversation, if you use that to bounce one of the um, bounce lands from ravnica The tap for two all of a sudden you're setting it back like three turns so if they're using that strategy if they're trying to leverage those you have an opportunity with this card to really mess it up and that's just beautiful and then the other thing that's great about bounce spells specifically now they lack the permanence of a destroy effect they lack the um Yeah, at the end of the day, anything you bounce, your opponent can just play it again next turn. So, that's a double-edged sword. Because, on the one hand... You can't remove something permanently this way. You're just putting it back into their hand. Now, if they cheated it onto the battlefield in some weird way, um, then that could be a really big setback. You know, the like the Titans, like Uro or Kroxa come to mind, because they have to do... Uh, you have to play them from your hand and then have them die, go to the graveyard, and then you can escape them in order to actually get them to stick on the battlefield. So you bounce one of those guys with the Boomerang, or an unsummon, or any your, your Temporal Adept, for that matter, your Bounce of Choice, then... All of a sudden, you're kind of resetting that sequence in a way that's a lot more meaningful than if you were to just bounce a creature um, that just you know comes in from the hand in kind of the standard fashion. The other thing that's great about... So the flip side, so there are two sides to, to that coin. One, the removal isn't permanent, and that's one of the things that makes bounce effects potentially less valuable than destroyer exile effects. However, the benefit of that is your opponent finds themselves... On the next turn, with the serious question, do I play what I was going to play on this turn, or do I play the thing I played last turn? And that is a real dilemma and a great decision point to put them in. Because if they're trying to curve out and they're trying to be super efficient and hit all the points, see, this is something that is much more impactful in competitive magic than it is in, like, casual kitchen table magic. Because if I'm across the kitchen table from somebody and we just kind of slap something together, or if we're playing in limited to some extent, um, it's then you have a situation where there's a semi-decent chance I don't have a 3-drop anyway. So if you bounce my 2-drop, okay, that's not a big deal. I was going to basically just play a land and pass the turn. So, all right, I guess I'll play a land and play my 2-drop again. Doesn't really impact me at all. Now, that said, though, if I have... If I'm an aggro player and we're playing at a, at a tournament caliber, or even if it's... It, whether that's a local tournament or a world championship, if we are trying to get every cent of value, every single drop of value that we can get out of every single mana we tap and every single play that we make, something like this that has an opportunity to just set the clock back on everything you've done in a turn is really devastating. I know uh, there's... a um, there was actually a game on Arena that I played many, many months ago now that I still remember fondly where I was using cards like Exclusion Mage and um, and Unsummon, and uh, one person played the exact same five-drop Angel for like four turns in a row, and I could just feel, even though all, all they had was a little emote, and they weren't even making any kind of... Ge- they weren't emoting at all um, on Arena during this game, but I could just tell, like as I was doing it, I was realizing, man... If I was my opponent right now, I would be chucking my keyboard across the room. Because <laughs> this thing just couldn't stick. And because I kept putting it back into his hand, he just kept replaying it. And it cost five. And so, like, his, it was turn five, and he thought he had me. And then I bounced it back up to his hand. Okay, well, turn six, he threw it back down. Turn seven, that's what it was again. Then turn eight. And I was able to just kind of, like, noodle away with, these, with, you know, a couple weenies. And I ended up winning that game just by stopping him from from leveraging his mana curve correctly. And if you can stall somebody out high up on their mana curve like that, whoo, cuz you end up spending very little mana and they have to spend a lot to you know pick up the pace and or, you know stay in the game. So cards like boomerang are wonderful because they give you an early tempo advantage. If there's value there, because if I'm going up against an aggro player and I know they're going to have some just bomb fire coming down on turn two and three, if I have an opportunity to bounce one of their lands early, you better believe I'm doing that because that slowdown is going to be really meaningful. That said, if I'm going up against another control player, that situation, those individual lands in the early game, probably not so great unless I have a finisher that I really need to drop on turn three. Because then when I throw something like Boomerang at one of their lands, I'm either going to deny them that resource the following turn, or they're going to counter my Boomerang, in which case I'm denying them that counter spell. So, either way, this card is going to eliminate a resource. Yeah, Boomerang Rips. This card is amazing. I absolutely love it. I have a handful of them. Actually, I don't own one that's this particular art, which is a, which is a shame, because this art is gorgeous, and we will definitely get into it. Um, but, you know, I have a number of uh, the older. I think the ones that I have are from like fourth and fifth edition, where uh, it shows like a demon that look that looks like it's being kind of like stretched into, um, or like being like squished back into into aether. Anyway, but um, so the one we're looking at right now, this particular boomerang, this card, it shows. This is the art was by uh, Rebecca Gay, who, by the way, is fantastic. I know a lot of people. Her art style is very unique compared to a lot of other magic artists, but she is incredibly prolific. She's all over the, the game. And there are very few artists who every single time I look at a card Like, there are seriously, like, there are a handful of artists. All magic, I mean, all magic art is beautiful. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, so if you're listening to this and you have illustrated a magic card and I don't mention your name in a second, it's not that you are not a fantastic artist. If you have been selected by Wizards of the Coast to put magic, or to to bring magic to life, you're doing a phenomenal job. Keep it up. Heck yes. And seriously, if you want a shout-out on the show, just shoot me a message in Discord. I would be more than happy to do so. I'd love to look at one of your cards and talk about it. Because seriously, hell, if you want to come on for an interview, I'm game. Uh, We're still in the early stages of this show, and I would love to... I'd love to make it something. Anyway, that is to say, magic artists are great. Rebecca Gay is an artist that uh, you may think the the name is pronounced Rebecca Gway, which I did for many, many years because it's G-U-A-Y. But uh, I've been recently corrected. It is Rebecca Gay, um, as I understand it. So unless unless she reaches out and corrects me again, which I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, So I'm not sure. But I believe it's Rebecca Gay. That's my understanding. Anyway, so this particular art is showing... A, it's, it's a, showing kind of a flock of fairies, a group of fairies and they are what a, they appear to be lifting a tree folk into the air um, almost whisking it away. Very reminiscent, well I say reminiscent, but it, this card came out you know a decade before. but it's very similar to um, Stolen by the Fae from Throne of Eldraine. I'm getting very much that same vibe from this. Uh, Except it's a tree folks, this big ass tree folks that they're carrying. And ultimately, it looks like they've just kind of swooped down. Everybody's kind of grabbed a handle or they've like wrapped uh, like ropes around it and just are just hauling it away. Um, And it's fun because if you look closely, so it's, it's this big tree folk, and it seems almost indifferent. Like, it doesn't seem to be putting up a huge struggle. It almost... If I had to ascribe a human emotion to its facial features, I would say confused. You know, as if it's like, what? what, well, huh? Like, I'm getting... What? Fairies? What's happening? I'm, what? And then if you look down in the background the, of the image, there is a, a small figure in billowing robes and a big pointing hat. or pointy hat, rather. And it has... Uh, like glowing um, some kind of orbs around its hands. And so you kind of contextually put it together, and I would say that that is most likely the planeswalker that is has summoned this tree folk into existence uh, to go to battle for it. Meanwhile, the opponent planeswalker has cast Boomerang and summoned a flock of fairies to come just carry this tree folk away. So that's kind of fun. It's an interesting take on it. In a lot of other instances of boomerang it's depicted more like almost like counter magic it's like it's a a force that's like pushing the creature back you know oftentimes a creature um back to the void and or to the blind eternities or wherever creatures come from in magic i gotta be honest i'm not exactly sure but um yeah so anyway that's that's an interesting interesting twist interesting take on it which is fun and the art is very is actually very similar to the stained glass art that we see on some of the uh, the promo planeswalkers these days. So it's it's lovely. I think it's really cool. And then Rebecca Rebecca Gay is one of those artists that you know. As I was saying earlier, there's a handful of artists that when I look at a card and go, "Man, that is gorgeous," there are, there are a handful of names that if I look down, there's a really good chance I'm going to see them just because for whatever reason, their art style just really speaks to me. And Rebecca Gay is one of them. Um, Her artwork is just very eye-catching. It's very unique. It has... I believe it's mostly watercolor. And it has a very... um, It has a very ethereal quality to it that a lot of other artists aren't able to capture. And I think it's really cool there. Are, yeah. A handful of other ones. I know I've mentioned John Avon, his landscapes are just absolutely mind blowing. Seb McKinnon is one of the best. That dude's insane. Some of the, and as a player who plays a lot of black cards, um, like black, red, and blue is kind of my, my wheelhouse. So his artwork shows up on a lot of stuff that I think is really freaking slick. So yeah, it's all great. Anyway, there are a number of others. There are just, there are dozens of awesome artists. And like I said, if you're putting if you are putting your artwork on magic cards, holy crap, you did it. It's fantastic. I love it. I love what you do. Keep it up. Because there are so many beautiful, beautiful pieces of art in this game. And there are so many amazing, beautiful pieces of art that are chilling on commons that are unplayable that's the thing that i find fascinating i had that moment when i cracked my first guild of ravnica pack there was a leapfrog that card is absolute unplayable trash and that's coming from the jankomancer himself like i, I looked at that card and be like where would i put this where would i ever put this card it's like a one three for three and it can gain flying some of the time it's like ugh it- it's it's an awful card but the artwork is showing a tree frog stuck to the side of a building and it's looking down. And the sense of scale as you're looking down on the city of Ravnica from what looks like half a mile up with the like looking over this frog's shoulder as it's looking down to the ground is such a cool beautiful depth like if you were afraid of heights that card like if you were to blow that image up like that might actually give you like a, you know a little palpitation because it's got that sense of depth and height and like i almost felt a little vertigo looking at it it's just such a beautiful image and the card is crap <laughs> Like even in draft, like even as draft chaff, it's just not good. So anyway, that that is to say magic artists, holy crap, you guys rule. That's just one example of one moment that I had. There There are thousands of beautiful pieces of art and we are very fortunate to be playing a game where we get to look at such amazing, beautiful, original pieces. It's so cool. I, I, I absolutely love it. I don't think magic would be what it is today if it wasn't for the artists. So yes, artists everywhere, thank you for what you do. It's wonderful. There is um, there's also flavor text on this particular card that we haven't gotten to yet. So we have fairies, they're carrying a tree folk away, and a summoner is very bummed that his tree folk is getting pulled away from him. And it says, Return from whence ye came. Edmund Spencer, the fairy queen. Oh, cool. This was back in the day when they were willing to put um, literary references on magic cards as flavor text. They've gotten away from it now, but that's something that they used to do quite a bit, where they would actually take fairy tales um, or even Shakespeare. I think there were even some that had biblical verses on them, where they were actual quotes from famous pieces of literature. And they were you know, slotted in its flavor text. You saw it on a lot of core sets, or ones where the plane was kind of ambiguous. That, that was something that happened quite a bit, or you saw that, um, that, that was fairly common back in the day, and some of them are actually really cool. Yeah, I actually have a couple copies of Dark Banishing that have uh, Shakespeare quotes on them, that I think is pretty darn slick. Like, I, I dig that, but I know it's not for everybody. Actually, come to think of it, I think one of them was illustrated by Rebecca Kay, too. Anyway, I can go on and on about the, the silly jank in my collection that makes me happy, but Well, I'll be back tomorrow to do that. So, all right, thanks so much, guys. This has been fun. Twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. You can check me there every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, 5.30 a.m. Eastern Time. That's when I do my morning workout. We have a lot of fun over there. Also, hit me up on the Discord server. That link is in the description. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.